You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois. Uh, thanks for listening to our show this morning. Um, we are going to switch gears here and not talk about the election anymore, at least for a little while. Um, actually, election may be of a different sort. And with us on the phone is Dave Spitansky. Dave is uh, he's the chief operating officer, I think, in Atlanta right now for the diocese there and worked with uh, Archbishop Gregory. Dave, you with us? Yes, I'm here, Bob. Good hey, morning. Good to good to talk to you again. It's uh, been a long time. Yeah, I, I know this time publicly. Uh, so thanks for taking some time with us this morning. And uh, so I understand that. Well, we all know that uh, Bishop Gregory is uh, Archbishop Gregory, soon to be Cardinal Gregory. That's gonna it's kind of Correct. awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? it it's just I, I always <laughs> have that couple months flag where I goof it <laughs> up a couple times. And he'll be installed, what, it's this month? Is that right? The 28th. 28th. Yeah, the, wow. Yeah. Wow. So you you knew him way back when, um, when he was in Belleville, correct? Did you Were you with him up here at all, or no? Was it Belleville no, where you started? No. Actually, I I was working in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, okay. Back in 1986, I started there, and in 94, uh, Archbishop John May had, had passed away of a brain tumor. Mm. And we were awaiting an appointment in St. Louis, and you know it was sort of rumor du jour. You know how it works. Oh yeah, <laughs> do I? And ever. at some point, you know, somebody mentioned this this you know young, super articulate, Burden's best and brightest in Chicago. And at the time, he was president of the or head of the the bishops' committee on liturgy. Oh wow! Jeez. And. We watched him on CTNA, and you know, built a little file on him in case that appointment came <laughs> through. And 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 as it happened, Belleville was in crisis. Um, they were dealing with the scandal. Yeah. Uh, at the time, and and Cardinal Burden, you know, dispatched him to Belleville to clean that up. And that was the diocese in which I'd grown up. So um, it was an opportunity to go back and help. You know, not o- not only not only work with this, you know, incredible new young. Um, bishop, but but also to go back and help you know heal my diocese. So. Yeah, because because Belleville went through uh, a pretty bad uh, sex abuse scandal be- before it hit the national news. I mean, you guys were early on in this thing, unfortunately. We uh, yeah, unfortunately, we were early adopters. Um, yeah. It was about eight years before right. ninety three and ninety four. Belleville removed about ten percent of its presbyterate, wow. and you know we thought we were we were anomalous. Yeah, um, I remember reading you know, about and, that. Yeah, and Bishop Gregory was was dispatched sort of at the end of it to start the healing process. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. about six months after he got there, he hired me. Wow. Um, so tell us a little bit about. I mean, you know him well, and you actually then after uh, he was uh, uh, installed in Atlanta, you actually moved to Atlanta to work with him in his capacity there. 
Eventually, I did. Right. Yeah. Um, right. You know, we we stayed in Southern Illinois and raised our kids, and and uh, you know helped helped with our parents and all those sorts of things. Yeah. And then and then when you know when the nest emptied, we uh, nice. we had an opportunity. I came down actually to be the stewardship director for him. I was oh. looking forward to uh, to to you know doing the actual work of the church, making disciples and all those sorts of things, and and you know and to do it to have an opportunity to do it in his archdiocese was just something I couldn't pass up. Tell us about what it was like to work with him when you were in Belleville and Atlanta. Just kind of remarkable. I mean, it, it, and and you only you only see this stuff when you look back on it. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's he's. First of all, I can tell you, he's exactly the same guy when you're the only two people in the building as he is when he's out in front of a crowd. Yeah, and you don't just don't always find that in leaders. Um, you know, he. He was he was a listener. He wanted candor. He wanted honesty. Um, you know, we were we figured when he came to Belleville, we would only have him for probably five or six years before really? he'd be whisked off to mm-hmm. somewhere, you know, bigger. Yeah. Um, he came yeah. in and and took that you know that that beaten up diocese by storm and restored a lot of faith and a lot of hope and and. Uh, he was very well liked there. I, I he was very well liked. Yeah, ridiculously so, yeah. and yeah. still is. I mean, yeah, it still is. It's True. sort of amazing when yeah. when he was installed in Washington. Um, you know, he he had sent out a, a a number of invitations to folks to whom he had become close in his in his time in Belleville. Everybody came. <laughs> I believe it. Every single yeah. person yeah. came. Yeah, so I had the privilege of working with him too when he was. I was made director in twenty two thousand three, and he was on our board. And so, I and when I was associate, I got to know him a little bit. And uh, yeah, he's a very personable man. Uh, I I can remember going down to that diocese, and and uh, y- you know, I saw pictures of him milking a cow. You know, <laughs> and this is the city kid from the south side of Chicago, and it was kind of a joke. But he he was that type of person. Yeah, he's he's not afraid to do things out of the ordinary, and and he takes it with a grain of salt and I think with a, with a bit of humor too. Oh, uh, very yeah, much. he's very personable. Yeah. And I yeah. think we need that now more than ever. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, those of us who've been at this for a very long time have, have sort of said repeatedly that we're in the mess we're in because of arrogance and hypocrisy. And the yeah. only way to get out of it is authenticity and humility. Good point. And, and yeah. so, you know, the A and the H just sort of transfer and, yeah. and he, he embodies both of them. So um, I think one of the things about Bishop Gregory that comes to mind, at least for me, and because this is the first time I think he was really on the national stage, is unfortunately, I, I remember it well, that back in whatever year that was, when the Dallas Charter was going through, the bishops would finally address the, the, the sex abuse problem by coming up with a charter and all abiding, all agreeing to abide by it. He was the president of the bishops' conference during that very tumultuous time. And, you know, I can remember, like, <laughs> it was a conversation at one of our board meetings, and I remember him saying, uh, you know, like, my dance card's a little full right now, yeah. uh, so I really can't commit too much time to that. But tell us a little—that was a tough time, I think, in your diocese, and I know you had a bit of a hand in that, too, of, of maybe Colin's attention to the gravity of it. Well, you know, he—having been through it in Belleville um, and, and, and not knowing, you know, what— what the what the past held, which is such an awkward position to be in, you know, when the when the phone would, phone would ring and there'd be an allegation mm-hmm. or a or a uh, you know a, dis, a a concerned distraught parent calling or or whomever, um, 
part of the reason, you know, we kept him in Belleville for as long as we did, he went off in 1997. He went off to the to the fall bishops meeting, which is actually happening starting today. today. Yeah. Um, and he was somehow found himself on the uh, on the on the the roster of candidates for president of the conference. And as he was leaving, and if I I kept the talk until not too very long ago, he he was speaking at the convocation of priests in Belleville, and he said, "Now, guys, I'm on the agenda. I'm on the I'm on the the the, the mm. ballot." But you got nothing to worry about. They're like three <laughs> really? archbishops. Um, you know the the rule of thumb. There's a there's a a, yeah. a ballot of ten. Um, the the vice president, except for I think two cases historically, has always then ascended to the presidency, and then the vice president is chosen from the remaining nine. And he said, guys, you got nothing to worry about, and <laughs> and we had something to worry about. Yeah. Um, so he ended up being elected vice president of the conference in '97. And the fact that we knew, you know, first of all, the, the, the fact that his brother bishops put so much stock in him when he was only however old he was at the time. He couldn't have been, you know, 45. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew he was going to become president, and we think that probably stalled his being moved somewhere else. So, you know, we were willing to take uh-huh. what we could get of him. I uh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that his loyalties would be a little divided, but then... In November of 2001, then he was elected president of the conference, and in January, January 6th of 2002, uh, the Boston Globe published the first article about what had been allowed in that diocese, and and we knew at that moment. I mean, we we were so excited about about the potential that his presidency offered as the first African-American president, the first convert president, the youngest president of the conference ever, the first mission diocese president ever and we were we were scripting out this incredible moment for the church and once boston <laughs> happened we, over. we sort right. of conceded that his yeah. entire presidency and well beyond it would yeah. be um would be constrained by by dealing with that and yet by the same token i'm a big believer in god's will and god's way yeah. and god's time and and you know what he'd been through in belleville what he'd been through in chicago in advance of coming to belleville um, you know, all the processes, the review board, all the things that Cardinal right. Bernardin had, right. had set up there were replicated in Belleville. And so if there was ever a bishop prepared um, to be president of the conference at that moment, it was it was Wilton Daniel Gregory. Yeah, it's nice. And now he finds himself as a cardinal uh, in Washington, D.C., and um, during this crazy time of what's happened in D.C. So he's once again kind of stuck in, in, in a bit of a, a, a situation that is, is less than ideal um, in terms of how he's going to handle it. So so he's a, a good person for that, I think. And I, my sense is this is probably— uh, not a long-term, uh, probably appointment. I mean, I think that he'll 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 address the issues there there, and then probably that I would think in a couple of years they'll put somebody in who's because how how old is is Bishop Gregory now? Seventy. He's seventy-two now. Seventy-two. So yeah. so yeah. you know, being a voting cardinal, um, you know, his uh, his retirement age just bumped five years. Right. Exactly. You know, so he won't. He won't. He'll turn in the letter at 75, but if he, you know, presuming he remains healthy and by the yep. grace of God, I, you yep. know, I have no reason to believe he won't. He could, he could well be in that, in that chair for, for another eight years. Eight years. So. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's about Which right. Which is terrific. Yeah. I mean, good career. Know, 
Yeah. An amazing career. Dave, thanks so much for taking some time this morning to join us. Um, it's interesting to get your insights about uh, the man and who he was, uh, you know, way back when. And and so you're still uh, plugging away in Atlanta? Yes. Yep. Good for you. Good for you. And so uh, I take it that Atlanta is it for now. There's no plans to return back to this area? Or are you going to— Oh, someday. And absolutely. That's where the grandkids are. There you go. Well, now is an excuse to <laughs> so, come yeah, back. We'll, we, will, we will be back there at some point down the road. Good. Dave, thanks so much for taking some time this morning. Uh, and best uh, in your uh, journeys in Atlanta. And hopefully uh, return to Belleville sometime soon. Thanks, Bob. All right. Take God care. Bless. Good talking to you. Yep. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye. So, everybody, we're going to wrap up the show by uh, talking to Father Mike Meany. He is the pastor at St. John Brabuff, and he's going to talk about uh, an online photo exhibit that he did to honor his late uncle, uh, a chaplain in World War II. We'll, go, we'll be right back.